Welcome to Design Your Destiny, your podcast for tapping into the power of your subconscious mind. In this next few minutes, allow me to show you how to tap into that power so that you can create success with ease, form deeper connections, and have greater presence in your relationships, and most importantly, find peace within yourself. My name is Penny Chason, and I'm your host. Everybody, it's Penny. We are live streaming this interview for the Design Your Destiny podcast right here on Facebook because this is going to benefit so many people. I have a special guest. I first heard of him back in December. I have started following him, felt like I knew him forever, which I'm sure he will get into that when we start talking about branding. And I made a connection with him through a mutual friend. And so here he is, my special guest, Darren Monroe. He has a 30-year marketing history working with iconic music and film companies such as Universal, DreamWorks, Motown, Verve, Interscope, Def Jam, MCA, and iHeartMedia. And through UMG in Chicago, he formerly marketed albums, get this, for artists like Eminem, Jay-Z, Nelly Furtado, The Roots, Mary J. Blige, uh, Limp Bizkit, and 200 other of the biggest artists in rock, hip-hop, jazz, R&B. He's marketed over $6 billion in films, including Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, my favorite, Hello, Star Trek, Fast and Furious, and the Shrek series, as well as Academy Award-winning Aaron Brockovich. So why is he here to talk about TikTok brand strategy? Well, in 2005, he launched his online business in a FEMA-funded hotel room when he was running from Hurricane Katrina. I know that's certainly something I still remember, even though it's been 17 years ago. And since then, he sold products, programs, and services across 100-plus countries. And he's now spending his time helping small businesses monetize stand out and market themselves in highly competitive marketplaces. Thank you, Darren. Welcome. Hey, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. I'm I'm very happy to be here. So I did a little bit of homework. And what I realized is that you grew up in Chicago. Yep, that's and where I am right now. Yeah, well, I'm back. I'm full circle. <laughs> 30 stories high there, but there was also a time when you were in New Orleans, apparently, or somewhere in that area with Katrina. So what's a little bit about your journey as being in marketing and connected to really the world of stars? Is that something you always planned to do or how did you get into that? Well, it was the plan. I um, basically started in a manger with my mother, Mary, and my father, Joseph. Wait, that's Jesus. Never mind. Um, Anyway. (laughs) I was on the planet Jarrell. Wait a minute, that's Superman. Never mind. Um, what I'm basically okay. I'm a native. I was born in New York, raised in Chicago. I always wanted to be in a band. Started playing piano and everything, and doing bass. And then in the '90s, people needed help marketing and and doing all that stuff. And I was like, I didn't do that. So I started doing that for independent artists. And then I went back to school. I took a break. Went back to school, and here I am at college in a writing class, there were two things happening. Family friend was starting a label called Good Music. He later on and, and had Michael Jordan investing in it. And then later on, he uh, turned it into Hidden Beach, which had Jill Scott, their first artist, which was a breakout hit. 
who did a lot, you know, double platinum, so on. And so I did all of these listening parties with Jill Scott, like 30 different listening parties across Chicago. At the same time, I'm going back to school, right? So I go back to school. And um, what happened there was I was in a writing course and somebody said, oh, you'd be a great intern at Universal. I said, okay, yeah, let's do that. And inside of a couple of months, the person I was interning with, Jeff, he was like, hey, dude, what you're doing, they could get paid for. And I'm like, what do you mean? See, I wasn't just interning. I was actually going out and promoting projects that were out there, especially like projects I love to hear, but maybe they weren't as popular or whatever, right? So I'm doing that. And next thing you know, I'm talking to a guy over at Interscope. And now I'm the lifestyle marketing director for Universal Music Group for all these labels and all these projects. And like, wow, okay. So I'm really doing it. Uh, several years go by. Mm -hmm. And, you know, due to the digital downloads and some politics, good old Darren didn't have a job. So I'm like, okay, well, what do I do now? Um, and went through, you know, the poverty scene for a minute. Not sexy. And ended up having somebody who interned with me at Universal. And they ended up becoming a, a, a big director at Clear Channel, now known as iHeartMedia. And they said, you know what? We have an assistant director of promotions. job. would you like to come to New Orleans? Like, yeah, I've never been to New Orleans. I'll go there. I went all the way to New Orleans. So I, here I am marketing Mardi Gras, the Jazz Fest. Uh, NBA, NFL, uh, the Sugar Bowl, you know, big, big, big things. Yeah. And as well as on-air contesting events, the whole nine. Then a hurricane showed up called Katrina. And I, I don't know about you, Penny, but I'm, a, I'm, I'm allergic to dying. So I decided not to be there. And so I ended up in Texas. Yeehaw! And I literally did start. I ended up living in Dallas for 12 years, but I started out my online endeavor, creating websites, music sites, and film sites in a little bitty hotel. And those of you in San Antonio, the in-town suites on Bandera. So I really did start from that beginning. Uh, over time, there was this great guy who just recently passed away. May he rest in peace. Bob Proctor. And Bob Proctor, in that cool Bob proctor voice, says to me, Darren, what are you doing? And I'm like, uh, I'm doing all these different small, these Sites, but you like, do you like that? I'm like, yeah, kind of. Like, no, it doesn't sound like you like that. You ought to go ahead and train people. So, next thing you know, I'm training people how to grow online businesses. And at the same time, it was interesting. At the same time, I'm doing this. Somebody, the, the director, the uh, now he's the editor of CNN, but back then he was the editor of Forbes, and they were asking for some help online with social media. And I was helping them out. And that talk turned into being a contributing writer for a short while. And next thing you know, boom, all of these things started propelling over time where I was helping people and training people and having fun. Wow. So here I am. Yeah. You know, that whole poverty circuit isn't sexy. And I, I don't want to really dive into that. But I think it's important. We all have our up and our down moments in business. And I think... The thing that really stood out to me the most is you were open to an opportunity when yeah. somebody presented to, to you. It doesn't sound like you got into your head and you were overthinking it. You no, just I went wasn't. with it. I, I really, you know, 
when when you're back against the wall, like for instance, I had to think my way even out of the situation between music and radio because you know at one point I'm sleeping in my car, man, in 2002, and it you know on a October, so you know I'm outside of the Dunkin' Donuts in the strip mall sleeping and for about a week, and then I got a place to stand temporarily, and it it was rough. Like I went from all of this great promotional stuff, and I'm all you know I'm the man to sleeping in the car. So it was very humbling. And then when I, so when this happened again, I'm in the hotel. I'm like, well, first of all, thank God it ain't the car. <laughs> and then secondly, you know, um, I think what hit me was, you know, I've been praying to God for some changes and they happened. And that was one of those things where when I see change, I try to see it as an adverse way of putting opportunity in front of you. So I got on this online thing like Gangbusters, and it only been 10 years old. Yeah. We have 500 people online, 500 million people online back then. Now we have 5 billion. Totally different. Yeah, now. it's amazing. And, you know, I love to run these numbers when I talk to my graduates. Like, you can't be concerned about what somebody's going to think about you because if you just capture one-tenth of one percent, you're going to have more than enough people to keep you in gravy for oh, the rest wow. of your life. So, yes. so, I mean, just, you know, be you. Yeah, and, not care what people think is probably one of the biggest things in the world. The less of a blank you give about these people. And, and that means people you love, yeah. you know, because the problem mm -hmm. is in the online world is that you have these people, Penny, who are so busy listening to all the wrong people who work for other people and they're trying to give you advice. It's like going to law school or medical school and then listening to your mama. I mean, sure, your mama loves you more, but you should probably listen to that professor. If you're going in the military, I even told one client this because his mom, his wife, and his pastor was trying to tell him what to do in the online world. I'm like, listen, I have no doubt, no doubt they love you, but here's the problem you're listening to them and they are not online. It's like your drill instructor. Like you're in the military. Would you listen to your drill instructor or your pastor and your mom? And he said, oh, well, definitely my drill instructor. Right. So, you know, you got to look at that because the people who are trying to help you, they still may love you, but they don't have the capacity to tell you that. And you need to stop caring what they think and start caring about what you think in other people and, right. and start caring about other people pouring into them and see what you you know what you can do to help them. Yeah, it, it's a totally different world and and they don't have that perspective like my mother owned a business really she was a hairdresser who operated out of her pocketbook. Right? Okay. And, and and so there there are different not that that's bad but the way that people approach business is differently and one of the things that concerns me is there are people out there and I know you are just going to jump on this with both feet. They are selling copycat processes. I recently had someone say to me, well, you know, Penny, what you need to do for your website is you need to go look at the big names in the hypnosis industry, and you need to look at the words they're using, the phrases they're using, make sure that SEO is in your website. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Penny is not just another hypnotist. Penny come to work with Penny. People come to work with Penny because people want to work with Penny not because they want to work with a hypnotist. And I, I've gotten it and I've begun to embrace it. But now it's like, you come to work with Penny. I, I don't even market myself as a hypnotist because I do so much more than that. 
So what do you say about the people following these copycat processes and it's being sold to them as if you just follow these 10 steps, you'll have your first 20, 50, $100,000 a month? Here's the way I take the, take the lead on that. And I'll start from the, the bigger picture helicopter view and then zoom in on it. You know, as somebody who sold over 100,000 products, programs, and services across 100 plus countries in the last 17 years, I've discovered something in each and every country. And that is that they have trained us all to work for other people so they can get a greater GDP, greater GNP, gross domestic and gross national product. They have not trained us to think for ourselves, our educational system. And this is speaking from someone who grew up from educators and they have not trained us to critically think they train us to critically obey and not to think through the process. So you're dealing with people from that perspective. When you start zooming into it, you know, even the way they lined up competition in sports, that's great. I'm very competitive in doing these things, but I begin to make a discovery that you didn't have to compete, you had to contrast. So all of these people who are telling you to do that, I would tell you to do that so you could be just the opposite. So you can show everything they're doing and then be opposite. Here's the exciting part about that. Anybody listening to this, hear this. Hear me out. In a world filled with green, all you got to do is be red. You don't have to be as abstract as you think because everybody is doing the same thing. So, yeah, go over and look at Guru X doing, you know, leaders in your market. See everything they're doing then do just the opposite. Run, run, Caroline, run from the light. So the whole idea, you don't look like them because the goal is not to beat them. The goal is not to be them. You must be the contrast. You know, compete is defeat. Contrast, you'll last. The idea is that you have to be the person that says, hey, everybody, that's great, but I'm not them. For instance, when you what you said was very powerful. You said, listen, I'm Penny. The whole idea is that I never tell anybody I'm a brand strategist or brand blah, blah, blah. I'm like, wait a minute. You mean tell me you're different from everybody else, but you have the same name as everybody else? It's like, wait a minute, you're going around telling people what your title is instead of really what you do. The idea is talk about what you do because that's all they care about anyway. I tell people this all the time. I'm like, listen, it's not the, it's not about us. It's about them. So when you're putting your content out, you're being of value to them. You're not being a star and trying to be, you know, Kanye, Kardashian, whatever. Your whole idea is that think about it like this in every single area. Let's talk about Idaho. Let's talk about Seattle. Let's talk about San Diego, Boston, New York. Let's talk down in in Florida and everywhere in between. Here I am in Chicago. Here's what I'm saying to you. In every area, from the little bitty towns that we don't know to the biggest towns we do, there's a plumber, electrician, and a doctor, several doctors who people know and are famous. And they're not too old. They could be younger doctors. They're known. Why are they known? Because people are trying to connect with people they trust and love. It's like what you're selling in the world is not the actual thing you're doing. What you're doing is you're selling emotion in your own ways. In other words, packaged in different ways. And the idea, the goal is a brand has become the only emotional solution in there. That's all branding is. It's not websites, logos, whatever. It's becoming the only emotional solution. Like your doctors. Hey, there's doctors and then there's your doctors. Nobody's going to put a needle, hands on us or inside of us because of our logo, our website, and color branding. They're going to do it because there's a trust there. That's why they call you 
ping. They want to connect with you, you know, and some companies get that. You know, I, I work, with, not work with, but I one of the companies I use as a doctor, they've been doing this for about maybe eight or nine years where you go in to see the doctor. They don't even wear the doctor suits. They go on first name. You don't have the nurse all up in there. It's just very personable. Your ability to be personable is the biggest fear that people can have because the big companies can't copy that. Even the founders of, of Starbucks realized that like, whoa, we cannot beat the 15, 20, 30,000 little cafes out there because your ability to be intimate, boutique your brand is the one that's going to get you to win. So yeah, watch everything that the marketplace does. They come back and just do just the opposite. Do just the opposite. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people get into fear around being authentic. They they fear yes. judgment. And <coughs> I, I want to take the opportunity to talk on that, to, to segue okay. a little bit. You know, recently I was reading a commentary around uh, Disney's uh, CEO. I'm probably going to butcher his name, Bob Chappick. You know, when he came out and he spoke out against a bill that was recently passed in Florida around kids in the school system. And the commentary was leading into that when there is a hot topic, if that hot topic, if a part of it aligns with the values of your company, then you can come out and speak on that in terms of your company and where your company's values stand. And then when you polarize the marketplace, even if some of those people are polarized and fall off, you're yeah. going to weather that storm where as opposed to, yes. you know, if you just use your business as a platform <laughs> to commentary <laughs> on everything, then that can actually hurt you because Absolutely. it's where your business values are. And I love the way that you took the Will Smith, Chris Rock. Yes, and yes. Break that down on TikTok. Anybody yes. who's watching this or listening you really got to go to Darren's TikTok, look at the videos where he broke down branding across these two things, because I did speak out on that, but I spoke out to the effect of the judgments that were occurring and how each and every one of us had been in an emotional place where we were at our breaking point and that none of us are in a position to judge him. Now, the other aspects I did not comment on because I believe that when I comment on something, I need to come from a position of experience and yes. knowing and the cultural aspects in the dealings within the academy. I can't speak to those things, yes. but I love how you handled that. So what would be your recommendation to entrepreneurs who want to be of service, share their viewpoints, but at the same time, do it in a way that grows their brand? Uh, first of all, thank you for that. And I'm I'm so thrilled to hear that you did that within context of where you're coming from. There's a lot of people who didn't. The first thing I did when I heard about Will and Chris, first of all, was that I basically uh, reached out, text and email all of my clients. And usually I communicate to clients via phone. And I'm like, listen, it's in the middle of the night. I'm like, listen, I'm going to do some things. You need to go ahead and do some things within context of your brand because you can talk about trending topics that immediately relate to what you're doing as far as people who are concerned about that i'm going to tell you you blend in you won't win you blend in 
you die. You need to become a person that has a particular opinion. I tell people all the time, I say, listen, they're going to hate on you no matter what you do. Your question is, are you going to do it from the bank or bankruptcy? What are you going to do? Because one way or another, they're not going to like you. I mean, to this day, you got people hating on Mother Teresa Gandhi, Jesus Christ, Muhammad the prophet, Buddha. I mean, you just can't get away with nothing. If they can't get, you know, if they can't get a break, who are we? So the point is, you might as well have a very direct opinion. The people who are leading have a direct opinion. And the idea is that no matter how direct, how nice they are, even if they love chocolate, there's the strawberry and vanilla people who are out to kill them. It's the end of the world. The point is, you've got to be polarizing. You're polarizing for a profit, not in a gimmicky way, but being who you yeah. authentically are and saying things. You know, people always use this word a lot. They throw out, be authentic, be authentic. What does that really mean? That means you're showing them the good, the bad, and the ugly. You're showing them not just, oh, I'm doing great, but you're showing it when I wasn't doing great. You know, there's a um, there's a sales guy, um, Ryan Serhan, who's really incredible. And he's got a great book uh, called Selling Serhan. You can go get He's really great because it appeals to other people. And one of the things he talked about is, man, what about when I lost $72 million in sales? And it's like, whoa, you know, whereas all the other sales guys and all the other real estate people are saying, I'm doing great. I'm great. No, he talks about how he did a lot of sales. But then he talks about what he did, didn't do a lot of sales. And then what he talks about is when I say the ugly, the ugly, it can be the bad. It could be, you know, what, what are the times that really went wrong with a weird moment? Showing the realistic moment. I mean, when we started this, I'm talking about me being, you know, homeless and doing stuff. I was, you know, that ain't sexy, but it's like homeless. Talking about that. You're talking about real stuff. And if you do that, no matter what you do, somebody's going to be pissed off. They might as well be pissed off you being you and being yourself. And guess what? People are going to love you even more. Like, like I said with Chris and, and Will, you have millions of people who hate and love them. People who grew that much closer by what Will did and grew, grew away from him. And then people who just the opposite with Chris. And the point is this. You're going to be, no matter what you do, polarizing people. All right? Polarizing people and people getting mad at you. I mean, I was just on live on TikTok and for the first time ever, I got an appeal in to them because all of a sudden my live TikTok yesterday cut off and TikTok said there was a, a thing of bullying and harassment on there. And I was like, what? I'm, I'm training people on branding. What are you talking about? I'm talking about branding. You know, so I don't know. It just cut off. But guess what? It's going to happen. There are people who are not going to like you anyway, no matter what you do. It's okay. The real question, we were trained in this world, like I said earlier, to you know, get along to work to congruently blend. But if you blend, you don't win. We 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 lose our flavor. You got to be the person who's willing to stand. That's what a brand is. The definition of a brand is a promise, pledge, commitment. It's what you stand for and stand against. And if you don't have something you stand against, you look like them. The people who want to put on the pretty colors and the pretty face and everything's fine. No, everything ain't fine. Everything's pretty jacked up. Go ahead and share that stuff and be real and tell them stuff. You know, I'm trying not to cuss on you, show you. But the thing is, it's just be you. Be the person who you are. And if you're not, if you don't show that part of you, then you risk everything. Everything. Because you when they, you got seconds, nanoseconds to grab somebody and pull them in. You got to say real stuff and pull them in and be you. And they'll be just that much closer to you because you can pull off your tribe. You heard us say earlier about a thousand people. 
honestly, there are thousands of people. There are 5 billion people online. There's some people from around the world that are going to appeal to you. I kid you not. I got I got doctors. I got doctors out of Egypt for clients. I have IT people out of Ireland. You know, I got former broadcasters out of Greece. You know, I got another guy who was the oil man over in uh, South Africa. I want to say oil. I might be wrong, but it was one of those things where he was doing something like a roughneck, the oil stuff, you know, he, out of South Africa. You know, you get the craziest people out of different places because there's something in you that you have in you, this greatness in you, that if you're just being you, people will love it. People, people ran like crazy to Will after that slap. They were, they were, his numbers went up on TikTok. He went from uh, 55 million to 70 plus million. Who loved him just that much? Even though he apologized what he did and so on and he did. You know, here's the thing you got to understand. You got to just go ahead and run in alignment with an opinion. If you don't have one, you do. And you can do it within context. Again, like we just talked about. You know, Penny's doing it in context from her position. I'm doing it from mine. And in two totally different positions. But the great part about it is that we have something to say in the marketplace in a way the rest of the people in our marketplaces don't. That's what it's all about. You do that, you win. Yeah. Yeah, and, And, you know, speaking to the good and the bad and the ugly, I have been in that ugly place where I have pushed the anger down. I actually have a podcast episode about it. Rather than me lashing out to someone else, I turned like that and was lashing out at myself. In 90 minutes, I went from okay to being suicidal. But I also knew my process and I knew how it worked. And I reached out to someone I trusted and said, hey, I got my doctor's permission, said, hey, help me through this. So I have lived that experience of coming through the other side of that anger and the things that underpin it. And I think that, um, you know, doing the inside work as a business, as someone who is the forward facing person in your brand, you know, doing this work is important so that you can have that energy that feeling of being authentic and to be yourself and to be okay being who you are and not give a damn what anybody else says about it. Okay. Okay. I I totally agree. I totally agree. I, I think just the fact that you can show that vulnerability out there makes you a human. I, I just did a video not too long ago again, and I've done it repeatedly talking about where I'm wearing, uh, I was born with cataracts, but I have contacts on. And when I don't have contacts on, I have these on that are thick glasses. And I'm telling people, listen, normal don't work. I grew up as the fat kid with the thick glasses. I was teased, pushed around, blah, blah, blah. Don't work. People reached out from around the world on TikTok to me about it. And it wasn't to gain or garner sympathy. sympathy. There was no call to action to do anything. It was just straight up, listen, I've been that person and I know what it's like to be that person to be pushed down and to be picked up, which is amazing to me why, you know, TikTok yeah. is giving me a hard time. Somebody reported me for bullying or harassing. I never, ever do anything like that. The idea right. is that, you know, you being a person uh, who's willing to show those vulnerabilities in that, that is a classic tale of people who will connect with you more because they see the real in you. No matter how much of your hero comes out, they'll see the part 
uh, that's vulnerable if you're willing to show it. And yes, it gets scary. It is scary. You know, there are people yeah. who are going to poke at you who don't even know you. They don't, you know, it's usually some guy with a picture of a cheeseburger and three followers trying to tell you you're the phony. And it's totally okay. It's like, you yeah, cheeseburger guy, thanks. You know, but the idea yeah. is that you can still come back in power and strength and be encouraged if you're willing to and be willing to be out there and show you who you are if you're willing to do that. But if you're going to hide, if you're not going to show up, if you're going to hide behind your logo, behind your company and not show up in front of this camera. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you, there are people out of Harvard I've consulted on this who are like geniuses and they're afraid to do it. Then people, it's okay that you're afraid, but ask yourself deep, what is your why and what, why you're doing this? That's the thing that's going to get you moving. That's the thing that's going to keep pushing you. Because the reality is, if you can get in front of this phone and talk from your heart, from passion, and teach from that, and line it up with somebody who is that third spirit, they're already buying what you have, they just don't have your version of it, you're going to win. And the and let me ask you, let me, I mean, let me tell you, the the... Ivy Leaguers, they've been coming to me asking me how in the world is such and such who don't have all these degrees, who does, who's not the smartest, is some mom over in the Carolina, is some grandpa up in northern up in northern California. It's somebody who's supposed to be the quote unquote nobody with no information. How are they able to do this in my market when I've done all of this, that, and the other? And I told them, listen, they stopped caring what other people thought of them and start caring for the people they were serving and helping. They opened up the camera. They knew they were going to be called every name in the book and they still came out with their heart and they had a big enough why to just keep doing it, doing it, doing it, finding some way to monetize that. And like I said, a brand is what you stand for, stand against, right? And I told you that, right. you know, being a brand, the purpose of a brand is to become the only emotional solution. Well, guess what? I mean, there are plenty of people who hate, there's a whole bunch of psychologists who hate on Tony Robbins all the time or hate on Dr. Phil. Oh, he's not, but I blah, blah, blah. And he still, he still comes out and blows it away. Why? Because they were the ones who were reaching out with care, concern, commitment as best they could to reach out to people in a way when the doctors weren't. That's why the news industry went over 20 years ago because they're like, oh, these blogs are blah, blah, blah. I was like, yes, I don't think you're getting it. It's not. The, the the journalism is the fact that people are reporting information, connecting with information, making it easier, and they're doing it from the sake of love, care, and commitment to people, even if you don't, they're, they're not the most journalistic, even if they're not the yeah. greatest person, and they're winning. And it's yeah. not so much, oh, don't be great in your craft, but be great in your connection, because you want more conversions, you got to have yeah. more conversations. And when right. people see that and they reach out, that's when they love you. That's when they. That's connect. what I was going to say. Compassion, yes. connection, understanding. One of the things that you talk about is call out the bullshit in the industry, not the yes. people in the industry. So when you can talk to people about the circumstances or the situation and not about them as a person. Mm -hmm. You can develop that level of understanding that transcends the barrier of this webcam. I've worked with clients in 20 countries on six continents and never once met with any of them in person. That's, and, the, that's the way technology is now. And you know what's beautiful about that whole calling out the bullshit instead of the bull? 
I had to learn that one the hard way, kind of, because I saw a lot of people who were infamously crooked and just corrupt and immoral. And I would call out that shit all the time. Say, listen, these motherfuckers, you don't need to mess with them at all. Don't you touch them. Don't get near them. No way. And the weirdest thing happened, and you probably understand it better in psychology, somehow these people became, in front of other people, the victim. I think that we don't have enough critical thinking or let's not trust the collective wisdom of individual ignorance. So people were like, oh, it seems like you're picking on such and such. Oh, you mean such and such to rob people? Such and such to misled people who took their money? So what I began to understand is, let me go towards the methods because everybody disagrees with the methods. But when you attach it to a person, you can put them in victimization mode and pump them up even worse than they were in the first place. So why do that? Let's go. And plus, you know, avoid a lawsuit or something. But overall, you can avoid victimizing them and empowering them. So what you end up doing is, because even they haven't tried, what you end up doing is calling out the bull, calling out what's going on, calling out, you know, these methods, and everybody can agree. But it also polarizes in a non-direct way, and it calls out stuff that makes people feel uncomfortable like uh, well, I mm, ah, like, no, 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 it's totally okay. Let's talk about that. And you open up. It's what I call talking about the elephants and the taboos in the room. Because if you talk about the stuff that nobody else in the industry will talk about, they will instantly start listening to you. They were like, whoa, you know, you talked about blah, blah, blah. I've never heard nobody say that. When you said I really, but, it, but you didn't call out any names. That's the brilliant of it. You're talking about these methods. I had one guy who I was teaching out of, he's out of Atlanta, I think it was, and he does these great custom-made hats, right? So he started mm-hmm. talking about the material and the custom of, of other hats and the BS they put into it. And the whole industry got fluffed up on him, <laughs> got upset. And he's like, you know, he's like, yeah, see, you know, don't care. You're in a good place because that's what you're supposed to be doing, calling out the bull in your marketplace. So your responsibility yeah. isn't to your marketplace. Is to the people you serve. Your goal is to be the disruptor and be the crusader for your clients. So stop worrying about what people in the marketplace say mm-hmm. and worry about what you think of methods to help your clientele because right. everybody else, yeah, mess with them. I mean, the reality is, is that if you're going to stand out in the marketplace and tell people I'm not them, why are you getting along with them anyway? Yeah, you know, I, I really got called out by several people in my industry, not, not in a bad way. I mean, it was like in a personal one-to-one, but it was like, you, you know, um, I referred a client, a potential client out and they're like, you shouldn't refer that client. You should take that client. I'm like, no, no, no. I, I don't work with weight loss. Like I'm really niche. I really understand my clients and I stay hyper-focused on the people I work. Oh, you, sh- but you should never turn away a client. And you know, I had to not let that bother me. I couldn't think, oh, I'm doing something wrong. Oh, it's going to affect my my business. And, you know, that's okay. And, and if that's, that's the way that they want to do business, that's okay. They're working from a different perspective, a different marketplace. It doesn't make yeah. anybody right or wrong. It's about standing mindset. out. I was going to say scarcity mindset. I mean, the reality too is, the fact that, you know, years ago, I used to do affiliate marketing and I stopped in 2013 and everybody's like, oh, money on the table. Yeah, but I'm not leaving trust on the table. So I would rather refer 
other people to business and don't worry about money on the back end because one karma's gonna get get right one way or another. And then yeah. two, you end up helping and serving people, you know, you become that more much more valuable to people who trust you because when you when I start telling people, oh, use this service or get this or get the other, you know, I'm telling them from I don't make any money from it, but this is what I'm doing and I love it. I think it's awesome. And all of a sudden people start connecting more with you. And I, I think too often too in, in your industry there are people who are so focused on not only just signing, you know, getting more clients and signing and sign the clients, not refer people, but get stuck upon, you know, the hourly or the or the money and really getting stuck instead of focusing more on the value you serve in the return, because that's the difference between where 99% of the people are working. They're not working based upon the hour, they're working upon the value. They're selling value for money versus the hourly for money. So yeah, I mean, there are people who are going to be pulling you to the side, you know, looking at you. And that's a good sign. When you have people coming to you and like that, that's a good sign. Another great sign when we talk about polarization and standing out is people who may disagree and don't like you or whatever. This is not the, you know, this is not high school. This is not get along to get along. This is a case where you have to stand out. There's abundance out there that all of you should know. There's so much abundance. There's 5 billion people online. You know, trying to be a gatekeeper is like having a gate in the middle of the ocean going, my water, mine. You know, it's like there's no gate to hold off. You can, you, the world is open and the people who are going to swim the fastest towards you and feel strongly towards you, you've got to polarize because it's about you being very specific about what you're doing and what you're not. Yeah. One of the principles I've learned to live by is that 70% is success and perfection is failure. And you talk about this, about just showing up. So for someone who is new to business or they're new into online and, and, and getting into TikTok and all of these strategies, you know, what is some of the most basic, simple, but powerful steps for them to take? Well, the first thing, is laying out what you why you're doing this it's not just money it's got to be something deeper the money isn't even about the money you know uh stephen covey said always keep the main thing the main thing and the main thing is your money is buying your freedom freedom they say money don't buy happiness but it buys freedom and or, or as i jokingly say you know, money may not buy happiness but you can cry like hell in versace the point is is that you can one way or another is that you're doing this money thing so that it can create the lifestyle you want, so you can do what you want, when you want, where you want, however long you want, with whomever you want. So you have a why, that's the core. You have a passion. Now, some people say, well, you make money without passion. Right, it's called a job. The whole idea is that you can have a passion, but have something you at least like, because people want to work with people they're enthusiastic about. Me and Penny are, Penny are enthusiastic about what we do. So you can always see that and you want to work that type, with that type of person because they do that because they love it and they're there. Now, now you got a passion. Let's look at your intellectual properties. This is what your talent, skills, knowledge, experience are in. You don't have to have a bunch of degrees. You don't have to have a bunch of awards, but you have to have some competency in that area. And the third sphere is what people are buying. What are they buying online? Are they buying workshops that you could be doing? Are they doing uh, consulting online? that you could be doing or group consulting one-on-ones that you could be doing? 
Are they doing things in your in that marketplace that you know you can do? Don't worry about having a big name or anything. The next step of that is being able to reach out. How do you reach out? Well, there's TikTok, which is the most organic. And then there's several other organic sites like LinkedIn and YouTube and Pinterest and so on. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to create content one place, and then you're going to spread that to other places, repurpose it. On TikTok, they talk about the trends and the music and the trends and that. Well, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you what the TikTokers don't don't say, not because they're hiding it from you, but because in some cases, they don't know any better. The goal is for you to be different and speak your mind and test things out for yourself. So the best way you're going to do that is you're going to develop three pieces of content. You're going to look at your content be like, hello, you, how are you? And have this moment and just have this conversation with people about things that you know. There are people online right now on TikTok. There's a 70-year-old man from Florida right now, black man from Florida who gives advice, talks, has a million plus followers. You know, there's another lady who's, you know, young lady, you know, who's in her 20s. And she's doing the same thing, giving her advice, talking about things she loves. She's over in Seattle and she's got 600, you know, thousand followers. And some people have 20,000, 10,000, you know, a million plus followers. Why? Because they're being themselves and they're talking. But developing content. I had, when I first got on TikTok, I started throwing out six pieces of content a day. Now people say, ooh, that's a lot. Like, think about it. Wait a minute. We're talking about 60 seconds or less. So basically, I'm telling you, I'm putting six minutes worth of content. And I just say, hey, you, how you doing? This is what I think. Bye. And that's it. I don't even have any conversation. It's not structured or anything. And yeah, I got stuff like fancy plaques on the wall. But sometimes I just talk like this. Hi, how are you? Blah, 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 blah. And just let it go and just go. And the craziest thing happened. Despite all the TikTokers who say this is supposed to happen, that's supposed to happen. What happens is when people resonate with you, one, they like you, two, they think they comment, and then three, they share. And what that's why you see a million comedic things being done. You know, there's this guy who does these funny things where he goes up to cafes, and you know how they always ask for the name, and he gives them some weird name that sounds like a weird, uh, a, a funny sexual phrase or something. And he's a musician. He's not a comedian. The idea is that you're doing things that are connecting with people, educating them. You don't have to do stuff like that, but you're doing stuff that educating them, you're showing them the lifestyle, and all you're doing is creating these three to six pieces. The biggest thing people have right now, Penny, is just getting over themselves to get on the phone and get get in front of a camera and speak. You don't have to have fancy lighting like I have here stuff. As long as you have clear lighting and you just speak from the heart. I had a, a lady who was getting divorced, and it was embarrassing because she's a she helps women who are married. And Christian women at that. So it was really deep. And she was over in Texas. And let me tell you how she got 34,000 followers in three weeks. She started talking, saying, listen, I don't believe Jesus wept on the cross for me to be in a horrible relationship that I've tried to prepare for years. I still love marriage, but and I will always love this man, but I don't love the idea of being with this man. That got people from all over. Ladies from all over joining, connecting with a growing with a, I mean, the idea is that that happened because people were immediately connected to her, connected to what she was saying, and they 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 felt her. And she went out 
did maybe two to three. She was like, Dad, you said six. I'm trying to do two to three. She did two to three and started going up alone. I said, imagine if she did six, you would have gone fast. The point is, is that she went in and did that, put, put the content out there. What did she say? Well, she went and looked on TikTok, saw what other people in her niche were doing. So she got an idea for hashtag. And then she got on there and spoke from the heart. She made sure she always had a title, a, a title for her video. So people look at her whole profile. They can see what title she's talking about in there. And she just went and did it. She went through the process of imperfection. And yeah, you can draft and save and do all these technical things. But here's the thing. You end up having some videos out there. You might not look perfect, but you go out there and do it. And you're out there. Ladies, get over yourself. If you think it's about you having your hair and beauty and all. No, no, no. If you looked at TikTok, some of the people on there just don't care. And it's okay because people are not looking at you for you. They're looking at you for who you are. I can't tell you how many people, you know, made fat jokes or my egg head or blah, blah. And I just run with it and say, okay, whatever, you know. And you block them out or you delete the comment or whatever. But the whole idea is that that happens. It's not the end of the world. They can't hurt you. They can't hurt you when you think about it. They're not going to show up. They're not going to punch you through the camera. And you got to go through some licks to get where you got to get. In fact, you can turn it around because you can turn around and say, oh, they're attacking me, okay? And people will, you know, glom towards you and love what you say and see that you're being picked on and these things are happening. So what I'm saying to you is this. Get into your mindset of being prepared to start on TikTok. And when you create these contents, you can share with other social medias and show up. But your biggest thing is in between your ears. It's your head game that has to be on. You got to get up and go to bed with your dream. The subconscious uh, can't take negative nor positive. So you fill it with positive. There are plenty of spiritual, motivational, inspirational videos that are free on YouTube. I use an app called the Motivate app. There's the most popular app uh, out there is like Calm app. The C-A-L-M Calm app is Think365. It's Thinkorific, which will have positive posts that will pop up on, on notifications on my phone. I don't have time to be down when I'm so busy being up because I'm wonderful. And I know it, yeah. you know, it's like the old SNL. I like myself. I'm pretty and I'm wonderful. You know, the whole idea is that you got to go there and say, I'm great and get out there and help people. And don't worry about what people are going to put you down for because there's enough uh, positive things out there. Be in a state of gratitude and in a state of attitude. I always tell people, listen, attitude and gratitude gives you greater altitude, longitude, latitude. Because when you're always in a state of great gratitude, being grateful, and you're not grateful, let me tell you something. Even if you're not spiritual, go over to one of those pray, praying groups on Facebook, and you will come back saying, my day is going a lot better. Because you will see yeah. people who are struggling for life trying to get out there, and you're sitting here thinking your, your stuff is a big deal. The idea is that it's a mindset thing. It's a strategy that we just shared with you in a framework. And then the next thing that comes with that is the grind. You got to show up. That's why you yeah. got to be strong enough. Why? Because it gets rough. So that's how you yeah. do it. And branding is doing nothing but just standing out. You want to stand out yeah. as the only emotional solution. And it's not hard. It's not hard. Yeah. Again, you think of doctors, think of your doctor, how emotionally connected you are to them. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the thing is, it doesn't have to be hard work, but there are times where we definitely have to dig in 
in do the work. So I would love for you to share with everybody, where is the best place for them to connect with you? And what do you have available to someone who is starting out if um, they wanted to, you know, get a taste of working with you? Oh, that's great. Uh, thank you. Uh, well, my site is DarrenMonroe.com. That's the place, the Mecca, where I am. And I have workshops, but I have workshops. I, I believe in, you know, helping everybody on what level they're on. So whether you're walking, you're riding a bike, or you want to be in a Lamborghini. So here's what I'm saying. Uh, the workshops are only seven bucks. So you can learn about branding. You can learn about monetizing. You can learn about marketing your brand. But then there are the workshops in there that run seven bucks. The reason I have $7 workshops in there, consumable, they usually would be something, and people have told me this over and over, that they would, you know, they pay thousands, hundreds, and even thousands of dollars to do what they're seeing from me. That's because I pre-recorded them. So they're pre-recorded and they're there. Uh, me, I'm very responsive. I mean, it's one thing for me to get on here and tell you, oh, yeah, being personal and everything. And then I send you to a Zen desk. No. You can reach me directly. I, I'm a person you reach, connect, and, and, and get with directly. Do you have a brand? If you have a brand, meaning a, a, at least some social media, even if you don't have a website. If you have a website, great. And, and some social media. Well, I have a brand intensive that I do with people for an hour. Just let's look over everything you got. How are you standing out in the marketplace? What do you need to be doing? How can you get more money from your current cl clients? Because that's where the real money comes up. And then how mm -hmm. can you really be able to grow? And then, you know, I do some mentorships there as well. But it's one of those things where you reach out and contact me and Darren Monroe. And the idea is that no matter what level you're on, there's something for you that can help you out. Thank you so much for coming on. I loved connecting, spending this almost hour together. You know, the first, again, the first time I saw you, I felt like I knew you forever. And it's just that resonance, uh, that connection. So I'm, I'm grateful for this. And for everybody listening, we will, I'll catch you next time. We'll have all the links in the show notes. If you're on Facebook, it's going to be in the post above the video. Thanks again, Darren. Thank you so much for having me. This has been fantastic. I've loved it. Thanks. Thank you for listening today. If you've enjoyed this episode of Design Your Destiny, I would appreciate it if you would head over to iTunes and leave a positive review. When you leave a positive review, it's like podcast currency, and we can increase our reach and get the message to even more people that they, just like you, have the ability to design their destiny. And remember, subscribe on your favorite podcast platform.